Thank you for supporting Overcomers Christian Center. From wherever you're listening, we hope that today's message leaves you feeling empowered and equipped. My faith must be in the Lord's release. My faith must be in the Lord's release. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you so much for your word this morning. We pray that we come hungry and thirsty for your word. You're not going to disappoint us, Father. Your word should not return back to your void, but it's going to accomplish everything you send it out to do. Father, we continue to bind the enemies that would try to come against our service, spirits of pride, spirits of infirmity, spirits of anger, spirits of jealousy, spirits of poverty in every demonic spirit that would try to come against our service. We bind and we cast them out in Jesus' mighty name. Father, we thank you for your anointing this morning. Minister to your people only like you can. Father, don't let nobody leave the same way they came in. But every man, every boy, and every girl shall receive what the Spirit of God is saying unto them. And then we're going to take this and apply it in our everyday life. In Jesus' name we pray. Let those that agree say amen. Debt can be defined as something typically money, like money that is owed or is due. It can be something else other than money, but something that is owed. A debt arrangement gives the borrower person money on the condition that it is to be paid back at a later date, usually, usually with interest. We may know it as an obligation, a bill, an account, or even a liability. Examples of debt are student loans, credit card debts, mortgages, personal loans, payday loans, car payments, consolidated loans, and so forth. At times, we may move the debt around with a consolidated loan. Consolidated loans where you combine or merge debt into one loan, but it still remains debt and it needs to be paid. There are different types of debts that are owed, such as secured debt, unsecured debt, revolving debt, mortgages, and so forth. These are the ones we are familiar with. Of course, there are all types of different obligations that are out there uh, in this world. Secured debt means that the debt, it requires some form of collateral, like a car or a house or something along that line. Uh, Secured debt is solely based on a person's credit worthiness. Revolving debt encompasses debt that isn't a set loan payment, such as a credit card, home equity lines, personal and business lines of credit. It's based on how much you owe and the terms that you agree. Normally, it is a percentage. In our society, we, we obtain what we consider a credit score, which is a numerical expression ranging from normally around 300 uh, all the way up to 850 that analyzes our credit worthiness. Basically, you have third parties who assess the likelihood that you will be willing and able to pay off any debts you accumulate. The higher the number, the more likely you are to repay the debt and you can manage your debt. If it's a low number, that doesn't mean that God can't use you because you got a low number. Because God can touch the heart of the lender and then you could be getting what what he wants you to have. Or you just pay cash for it. It don't matter about your credit score then. 
I, I remember I was listening listen to an entertainer one day. He was saying he's gonna buy a house for his mama, and then they uh, he's gonna and then they ask him, "So we need to run your credit report?" He said, "For what?" <laughs> Y'all get that, don't you? <laughs> At times, some of us might be willing and not able to pay folks back. Other times, some of us might be able and not willing to pay folks back. We must have godly integrity and influence when we're borrowing and paying back people so we can be deemed credit worthy. We need godly integrity and insight. We're loaning money to others as well because the individual may not be credit worthy. Married or soon to marry people, we need to share our credit reports. When you marry a person, you're marrying the credit worthiness, whether Good or challenging. Your ability to buy a home, car, rental property, and so forth may be impacted by both credit scores if it is a united effort. Now, one thing I want us to understand and get in our spirits today is I believe that the Lord wants his children out of debt. I should at least have two more amens off of that. I heard about five of y'all, but I believe we should have had two more amens when I believe that God wants his children out of debt. I also believe the Lord has a plan to get his children out of debt so that we can be in a better position to accomplish his will here on the earth concerning the financial aspect behind it. I do not believe that debt can stop a person from doing the will of God. That means that debt is more powerful than the will of God. I never believe that. I believe the excessive debt, excessive debt has potential to hinder or delay the will of God in our lives because we can become distracted. We should, when we should be praying, we could be worried, we could be worried about the mortgage payments. When we should be listening and meditating on God's word, we're distracted by the remembrance of the conversation the bill collector who just gave a 10-day notice. We need to be attentive and worship and eager to receive the word of God. But we could be working overtime to try to make ends meet. When I know that I need to bring God his tithes and his offerings, but it could be tempted, I could be tempted to use that money to make a car payment. When I know I have plenty of opportunity and funds to sow in the debt reduction, but because uh, I get selfish, I use those funds for something I really wanted at that moment. Ignoring my bills and then sometimes mess around and have to pay late notices on electric, electrical bills or any other type bill. Now, before we look at the Lord's release, let us consider borrowing. See, you don't need the Lord's release unless you first of all have bar. So let's consider barring. The Lord instructed the children of Israel to bar. Go with me to the book of Exodus chapter 12, verse 35 and verse 36. The book of Exodus chapter 12, verse 35 and verse 36. Before we deal with the Lord's release, let's consider barring. Now, in Exodus chapter 12, verse 35 and verse 36, it reads as follows. Now, the children of Israel had done according to the word of Moses, and they had asked from the Egyptians articles of silver, articles of gold, and clothing. And the Lord had given the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians so that they granted them what they requested. 
Thus they plundered the Egyptians. Now, as there in the King James Version is the word borrow. They had, the Lord had instructed them from the word of Moses to borrow from the Egyptians. Even though he asked them to borrow, I believe God has and still has a divine strategy for paying it back. See, the Lord had given them favor, favor in this time means grace and acceptance and charm in the sight of the Egyptians, and their request was granted. This to me is no different today as children of God, who are led by the Holy Spirit, we can borrow. But there is something that we should, borrowing is something that we should not take advantage of or use for selfish or non-productive reasons. When we borrow, we need to count up the cost. Go with me to the book of Luke chapter 14 and verse 28. The book of Luke chapter 14 and verse 28. The Bible reads as follows. For which of you intending to build a tower does not sit down first and count the cost whether he has enough to finish it. The main reason the text gives us for counting up the cause is so that we can finish it. We can complete something or conclude some things. We want to follow the Lord's pattern, which is to be led by the Holy Spirit and count up the cause so in turn we can complete or accomplish the task at hand. Let me give you a few examples of counting up the cause. One example would be if I'm going in debt for a house. I need to count the cost of that house, such as maintenance of that house, furniture I may need to buy. I need to consider uh, the monthly bills, such as electrical bills, gas bill, television package, internet package, heat and air, yard maintenance, and so forth. And if I have a mortgage, I need to consider the mortgage payments will it probably include the taxes and insurance. That's counting up the cost. Another, another example would be if I purchase a rental property, such as a duplex or an apartment complex. For, let me do, give you for practical purposes, let me give you this. Mortgage payments is $700 I may be paying to the lender. But I'm receiving $1,200 a month in rental payments. Well, that's a $500 difference there. I need to consider my insurance, my taxes, and general maintenance, and not to mention that rental property can be a huge tax benefit that can take you and uh, or help you up to maximize your tax returns. But it all requires work, and it requires wisdom about your taxes. Another example would be if you purchase a car, it needs to be a reasonable payment. So you can consider such things as your maintenance, insurance, tires, oil change, gas, and so forth. See, there may come a time where we may have to borrow money for a home or car or some other need for item. But remember, borrowing should be something that will help us to be productive. A house is going to be productive. Rental property is going to be productive. A car is going to help you get back and forth to church, not to mention your job or your business. If I borrow money, I believe the Lord has a plan to counsel or remove the debt, whether naturally or supernaturally. 
Let me say that to you again. If we borrow money, I believe the Lord has a way or a plan or a divine strategy to cancel or remove that debt naturally or supernaturally. I believe God can remove debt. I believe God can cancel debt. I believe he can do it naturally or supernaturally. I don't believe that God is limited by what you sign on a sheet of paper. I don't believe if you sign for five years, God can't cancel it before then. If you cancel a may a 30-year loan, I believe God can cancel it before then. A 20-year loan, God can cancel it before then. A 15-year loan, God can cancel it before then. Five-year loan, God can cancel it before then. One-year loan, God can cancel it before then. 90 days, God can cancel it before then. God can cancel debt. God can cancel debt. And some of you who are already debt free, you know God's plan works. Hallelujah. Let's go back to Deuteronomy 15 and verse 1. Deuteronomy 15 and verse 1. At the end of every seven years, you shall grant a release of debts. Notice at the end, when the process is complete. In this particular case, it was seven years. Seven, seven years reckon, re, uh, represents the fullness or the completeness of that process. He says this, you shall grant a release of debts. See, God has a plan, had a plan to get his people out of debt. Not only that, I believe God's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He still has a plan to get the members of OCC, every tithe, payer, and offering giver, out of debt. Got a plan. He's got a plan. What I considered when I was studying this is that the very people that he had the plan for in Deuteronomy 15, verse 1 and verse 2, were probably, in my opinion, flawed individuals. And I said, God, if you can get these flawed individuals out of debt, I believe you can get us who are flawed out of debt. And not only get us out of debt, keep us out of debt. Woo! In my opinion, debt release is a process not from God's perspective, but from our perspective. God can get us out of debt if we want to stay out of debt. There is no amount of debt that God cannot get his children out of. And he knows how to work miracles with creditors as well as your finances. I'm going to read that one again because that was as good to me. There is no amount of debt God cannot get his children out of. And he knows how to work miracles with creditors just like he knows how to work miracles with your debt. It doesn't matter the amount of the debt that you're encountering. God can release you from that debt. Good God. Thank you, Jesus. We need to understand that at the time that the neighbor needed to borrow, the creditor allowed them to borrow. This individual, there, see, one thing I had to consider in this and that we cannot take for granted is that when we look back over in Exodus, that the individuals God told them to borrow, God could have also shut their uh, lens up or their bowels of compassion up or cut off the favor so they could not borrow. 
And this is what I need to understand. If God opens a door for his children, I need to, I don't need to take it for granted. I need to be a wise steward over that and do it with the proper care. Considering the cost. Considering the cost. Because just like he opened up the favor, he can also block the favor. And the process of, let me say this to you, the process of being in debt, debt helps many of us to understand the significance of being free and staying free. In other words, we're going to be free from impulse buying. You ain't live long enough until you bought something off impulse and paid for it about two years later. Something you use for that long. The second part of Deuteronomy 15, verse 1. At the end of every seven years, you should grant a release of debts. Grant there is to pre- prepare or produce or accomplish what? A release, a deliverance or freeing of debts. See, God is preparing my deliverance, deliverance and is about to produce my release of credit card debts, mortgages, car loans, student loans, and whatever other type of debt that there is. When the process process is complete, he is going to release my debt. But it takes faith to believe and receive the promise, especially when you've been in the process for years. You just think that debt is a part of your life. But God is saying that's not the case. I'm here to remind you, I don't want my children in debt. I got a plan to get my children out of debt. In fact, when I was looking at this, I was saying, you know what? You had this specifically designed for children of God. You a child of God. God has a plan to get you out of debt. Whoo, shata. Thank you, Lord, for getting the plan. It's, it is not the, it's not that God is not able to do it, but we must have the faith must know enough of his promises to believe his word. Let's go over the book of Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1. The book of Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1. I can hear people sometimes say, I hear you talking, Pastor Dahl, but you don't know what kind of debt I got. Doesn't matter if I know, God knows. Doesn't matter if I know that every creditor in the world calling you, God knows. And he can take what you got and get you out of it. Thank you, Lord. I appreciate that, God. I, I'm not depending on me, not depending on uh, what I do. I'm depending on God. I must have faith in the God's release. Now, faith, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So my faith, my confidence, my conviction of God as one who can be relied on. It is the substance of the things I hope for, who I wait in expectation with joy and confidence of the evidence of things not seen. I'm having my confidence is in God, not in me, but in God that he can get me out of what I've gotten myself into. And sometimes you're led to par. We see that from the children of Israel. If you're led, be a good steward and then let God direct your path. Holy Spirit knows what he's doing, y'all. He knows what he's doing. 2 Corinthians 5 and 7. Let's go there quickly. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 7. We have to increase our faith. We cannot allow our faith where it is 
to stop there because we want the process to be complete. And when the process is complete, we know God is going to release us from the debt. For we see here in 2 Corinthians 5 and 7, for we walk by faith, not by sight. Notice this, we walk, we progress and regulate our lives by faith. That's believing and having assurance with fidelity. Fidelity it means this, being faithful and loyal to God regardless of what I see. That means if I see a bunch of debt, I'm not moved by that. I'm moved by the word of God. If I get an unexpected bill in the mail, I'm not moved by that. I'm moved by the word of God. I might be upset by the bill, but I'm not moved by that. I'm moved by the word of God. Because God has a plan to get me out. That would not stop us from making progress in faith. That would not stop us from making progress in faith. Faith, credit card bills, student loans, and so forth will not stop us from walking by faith and not by sight. Even though if I had a deferment, a postponement, and that time is about up, and my income is not where I think it should be, then I still am going to walk by faith and not by sight. They're calling me, I'm walking by faith and not by sight. Money looks funny, I'm walking by faith and not by sight. I, and this one thing I'm, I'm thinking about this, I'm not going to rob God of his money neither because I'm dealing with some financial issues. Because sometimes people get the first thing they want to rob and the devil brings it up to your mind, take God's money. Sad, but it's true. The Hebrew writer, excuse me, I am, let me go, let me read this. I'm persuaded that God is going to reward my diligence. He is the only one who can provide the Lord's release of debt. The Hebrew writer lets us know about our rewards when we have faith in God that no uh, no doubt debt release is a reward based on Hebrews 11 and 6. Let's go to Hebrews 11 and verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Again, let's look at this a little closer. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe, must be persuaded, must put confidence that he is and that he is a rewarder, one who pays wages of those who diligently seek him, who carefully and inquire of him. As I seek God, one of my rewards is being released from death. One of my rewards is being released from death. Now, let's go back over to Deuteronomy 15 and verse 1. At the end of every seven years, you should grant a release of debt. So my confidence in it is in God's written and revealed word that he is going to, he is preparing, he is producing a release in my life, a deliverance and a freeing of debts. I believe in God is freeing me of debt. I don't know how we're going to do it all the time. I just follow the plan that he gives me. And let me say this to you. You have to walk by faith and not by sight sometimes. 
It's just reality of it. Sometimes you you gonna make, be. I remember the days where I had to make a choice. I said, God, I see that all these bills are right here, but you want me to give this much in the tithes and the offerings. I had, we had to make a decision to give God his tithes and his offerings, and then we paid. And then somehow God will make a way with the rest of those bills. I've seen God do it more than one time. And when you live like that, you start making those decisions like that, it becomes easier for us. Remember last week we talked about practicing. The more you practice it, the more it becomes a part of your uh, your motive of operation. Well, the more you practice, the more you give God his tithes, the more you stretch out and give his offerings, it becomes a habit for you. It becomes something you do on a regular basis, and it's not a struggle for you. Now, if you got a hard time doing it, you'll start contemplating what else can I do with the money other than giving God his money. Now, Romans 10 and 17, remember, we're here in the word of God. You don't have to turn it up, but let me read it to you. Romans 10 and 17 is clear. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I've got my faith is coming. It's coming by hearing and hearing and hearing. Hearing is defined as instructions and preparation. Instructions and preparation by hearing the gospel. I, when I hear the instructions and the preparation that comes from the gospel, then I am executing those commands. And if God tells me to give, I'm going to do that because I realize his plan is much bigger than my own understanding. And you can't lean on your own understanding when it comes to some, when it comes to financial matters. Because God's way is definitely way out there above ours. Anybody that can go to a, a, a body of water tell you to throw a hook out and the first fish you fish you catch, pay your taxes and mine is leaning. Oh, God, that's way above my head. Way above my head. Because I've been fishing a number of times and I've looked inside the mouth and everything else and found nothing. <laughs> Except fish bones. I thought, let's get out of that. So that, that's something we have to understand. See, I need more word to get my faith to the place that I can get out of debt. And sometimes it's not the fact that I need more word. Sometimes I need to obey the instructions I already have. Sometimes I need to follow the guidance that the Lord has already given me. Sometimes God said, hey, I told you what to do more than one time. The instructions are not changing. You need to put those instructions into play. And sometimes it's not that I need more word. I need to put some of this word I got in action. I've been telling you to pray for years now, but if you ain't pray, that ain't my fault. I've been telling you to give for years now. If you ain't giving, the first step is to give God his tithes. And then you give him his offerings. And you're gonna see the, the you're gonna see it work in your life. We can't look for release until we first of all follow the instructions. Gotta follow the instruction. Now, Deuteronomy 15, verse 2. Let me go back. I know y'all already there, but let me go back. I turned to get another scripture. But anyway, Deuteronomy 15, verse 2 reads as follows. And this is the form of the release. Every creditor who has lent anything to his neighbor shall release it. He should not require it of his neighbor or his brother because it is called 
the Lord's release. So this is the form, the commandment, the, the manner of, of the release. It's the commandment or the manner of the release. The release is the suspension of debt, the remission or the release of debt. Every creditor who has lent anything to his neighbor shall release it. He should not require it of his neighbor or his brother because it is called the Lord's release. His plan is for our release or our suspension of the debt according to his word. Now, the second part of Deuteronomy 15 and 2 reads as follows. And this is the form of the release. Every creditor, the creditor is the person loaning the money, figuratively that, that person that represents strength and power, who has lent, uh, lent, lent means this, they gave it to you with an agreement to pay it back. Anything to his neighbor shall release it or discontinue it. He should not require it of his neighbor or his brother because it is called the Lord's release. Now, according to Deuteronomy 15, 1 and 2, every seven years he is preparing, producing, and accomplishing a deliverance of debt. It goes on to say in the, in the other, in 15 and verse 2, and this is a form of the release. Every creditor who has lent you anything to his neighbor shall release it. He should not require Require it of his neighbor. In other words, he's not going to demand it. He's not going to put pressure on you to get it. He's not going to press you to get it uh, of his neighbor or his brother because it is the Lord's release. Notice this. It's the Lord's suspension of debt. It's the Lord's deliverance of debt. And see, the Lord has a strategy to get his children out of debt. That's what I want you to get that in your spirit today. You got to understand there is a divine strategy to get you out of debt, get you out and to keep you out. It's a divine strategy. But let me say it before I go further. It's not for you when you get out to do what you want to with your money. Well, since I'm out now, I'm going to uh, eat, drink and be married. No, that ain't what he's saying. He said, you got, you're in a better position, a better position to do what I'm asking you to do with the money. God understands obligation. That's why he wants you to be a good steward over your obligation. But then again, he don't want you to get obligations that take you out of the will of God. Oh, shut up, my Lord. <laughs> be careful and make sure you understand it is the Lord's release that is causing this to happen. Not the government. Not the company, not the organization. We thank them for the release, but it's the Lord who we give the glory to. Oh, you released me of that? Thank you so much. God, I thank you. I thank you, God. And let me, let me, I, I'm going to say this for later, but let me get this to you right now. Let's be let it give this to you right now. See, sometimes the Lord releases this. Let's say you owe a thousand. All of a sudden you get a check in the mail for two thousand. Did you, you, you might have missed that, didn't you? You went, did that go, was that too deep for you? Should I have hunted and shot at that one? Sometimes the Lord's release is that you owe a thousand on something and all of a sudden you get a check in the mail for two thousand. Oh, Mr. Dollars, we forgot your insurance check. We, we looked, went back and over our records and, and now we owe you two thousand instead of a thousand. And so, oh, okay, God, don't take the money. I got two thousand yard and run out to the, uh, the, the mall and buy two thousand dollars worth of night. Tennis shoes. Get you three pair. 
Some of y'all got that a little bit late. All right. Some of y'all. Three pounds. Yeah. Three pounds. Now, the Lord is telling you, hey, I gave you that money with a purpose. That check don't come in the mail unless God had released it. He released it with a purpose. You thought it was going to be uh, a whole year to pay that thousand off. God said, I'm paying it off today. And today is the release. You take that $2,000, you give God $200 in tithes, you give him a good offering, and you take that other $1,000, pay that debt off, and now you might go buy you one pair of shoes, if that's your heart's desire. But you follow what I'm saying here? So now, and one thing I wrote down here that we all have to do, and I've been guilty of this, and I had to do this too. When we repent of borrowing recklessly, I believe the Lord continues his plan of release in our life. When we repent of doing what we want to do with the money or borrowing recklessly, not under God's guidance, then I believe God will work on getting us out of debt. Some of us got to repent of spending money the way we think it ought to be spent and not consulting God about how it should be spent got to repent. And, and this is my opinion. I can't, I could prove it. I want to go, I'm not going to prove this morning. I believe God holds some people in where they are because they won't repent of doing what they want to do with his money. Won't, won't repent. I'm going I'm to spend the money my way. Yeah, God, I, I know what you're saying, but I'm going to spend the money my way. Yeah, I, I heard, I hear pastor talking all that debt release stuff, but I'm going to spend the money my way. Okay. You know more than God do, but that's okay though. God got a plan, a divine plan to get you out, but yet you don't want to follow the plan. You want to lean on your own understanding instead of trusting the Lord wholeheartedly with your finances. And now you say, well, God, why am I still like this? Because God can hold you, boy. You think you got patience. <laughs> you ought to see God's patience. God can just say, okay, let me see. Uh-huh. And then you look. And I remember one, one part of scripture talks about they walked around with holes in their pocket. Every time, and basically what they did, they didn't take care of God's house, so they walked around with holes in their pocket. What do I mean? This means in today's terminology, you don't know where your money went. You want to spend the money, but you you can't you can't track it nowhere. You you look. I know I made this much money. I know I made fifteen hundred dollars this week. Why is it? I know I got paid on the third. Why is it by the seventh I ain't got but twenty two dollars? Where that money go? Where that money go? Why? Because you're not doing right by God's mind. I'm telling you something. God can, you ought to read the Bible, how, what God think about money. How he does it all throughout scripture. God knows stuff, y'all. Let me get back. Let me get back. At times we may think that it is uh, us, our education, our business skills, our connections in the world, our savvy skills and good looks. None of that will remove the oppression of debt. It is the Lord's release. It's the Lord's release. He goes on here and give us further instructions in Deuteronomy 15. Let's go down to verse 3. Go down 3 through 5. 
Deuteronomy 15, verses 3 through 5. It says, the Lord does not want us to be self-absorbed, but just think about self and our favorite uh, family, 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 friends, and loved ones when it comes to the release. Once released, we got to follow his guidance and his leadership. Now that we're free, we must help others to be free as well. Now, I want you to notice the first part of Deuteronomy 15 and 3. Of a foreigner, you may not require it. Now, that was interesting to me because it lets me know that those outside of the will of God, that God does not require or is not going to help them get released. These are for the children of God. These is, this is family members. Everybody say this, this is a family thing. And you understand that this is a family thing, then you want to make sure you stay within the guidelines of the family. Now, I'm not talking about your last name. I'm talking about the family of God. All right. So now, since you're part of the family of God, notice what he says, but you should give up your claim to be old. Let it drop or loose by your brother. It takes maturity to release people from owing you money. Now, if God tells you to release somebody who owes you money, then we have to obey that. Because sometimes you're going to be the person that's going to let people borrow money. Like y'all from the four-way man's right there. I ain't let anybody borrow nothing. Damn, Pastor. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> but when the Lord tells you to release them, you got to release them. It's going to take some people like me. You probably got no problem when the Lord say release Brother Joe or Sister Agnes from the money. You got no problem with that. You you just release them. Bye bye. Thank the Lord told me to release you. I I know you got a thousand dollars in your hand. Get ready to give it to me. But the Lord told me to tell you to keep that money. He you don't owe me anything. Thousand dollars. Ten one hundred crispy bills. They owe you the money. And you already know they owe you the money. And when you see it, you're like, I sure could use that thousand dollars right there, girl. And you, your eyes get water. You can't hardly talk because you're trying to, you're trying to, you're trying to release what God is telling you, but it's hard. You try not to put out your hand and grab, you know, some, you want to snatch it from them because you don't want them to change their mind about it. But the Lord says, release them. And then you think about it, I sure could use that thousand dollars for. So sometimes when we, you know, it took me years, uh, I remember years ago I heard another preacher talk about this, but well, sometimes we look at the Lord's release from our standpoint. But sometimes you gotta look at it from the creditor's standpoint. The person that lent the person the money. Because that could be you. You know, the Bible says you are the, uh, you're gonna, one day you're going to be the, uh, uh, the lender and not the borrower. So what about them days you lend it and then all of a sudden God tell you to release somebody? That's not, I ain't there yet. I'm saying you know, according to your faith, being under the But I want you to understand when you look at scriptures like this, just don't look at it from 
the individual standpoint of, oh, I'm free, y'all. I owe you no money. Think about the person who let you borrow the money. Especially when you was in a crisis yourself and you needed the money. You know your car needed, you needed a car. That thing was on three and a half wheels. You drove up in there and said, we can help you, Mr. Dawes. You sure? We're going to give you $1,500 for that car. $1,500. Stand here. <laughs> and you take that car, you ride out. Oh, thank you, Lord. Two and a half years later, you, and, and they release you in that day. Woo, I pay it off. Thank you, Jesus. But think about it if you're the individual who let the person the car. How do you respond to something like that? You know, the children of Israel have favor. God gave them favor with borrowing the money. And just let me say this to you. When you're borrowing money, don't take that for granted. If the Lord leads you to, don't, don't be trying, you owe me the money. Jesus told me to give you the money. No, no, go in there with respect. Go in there, give them the proper paperwork and, and do what's right. You follow, you follow what I'm saying here? And let the Lord pay it off early like he plans on doing it if he tells you to borrow it. Everybody understand that? Because one day you're going to be the borrower. And you want, people, you want people to pay you back, right? Look, I do. <laughs> if I lend you $100,000, I want all of it back. And there's some interest. Let's be real. Can we talk? Can we talk, y'all? I mean, I get out. Listen, listen. You know, I, 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 y'all gotta pray for me. God said at 50,000, release them of the other 50,000. Woo! I must have been dreaming. That was a nightmare. I didn't know I think that was quite right. <laughs> so I'm not just looking at it from the release. I'm looking also from the creditor standpoint. Are y'all seeing that? All right, good. Let's go. But no, this is when you see these scriptures like in verse 3. Now the foreigner, he said, hey, don't worry about them. We ain't, we ain't messing with them folks. But you should give up your claim to what is owed or drop the loose by your brother. It takes maturity to release people from owe your money. When people owe your money, it can cause grudges, ill feelings, and make you mad, especially when you see them buying stuff and not paying you back. Thank you all for two and a half. Amen. They owe you money. They ball it every night. And they paid you back your $25. You, you know how we are, 25, 25, 25. You're a baller. You, you going to the movie? I'm sitting at home. You supersizing? And here I am trying to get a regular meal of the dollar million? Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, y'all. I, let me get back. Let me get back. I just need Jesus, y'all. I need Jesus every day. Every day. Deuteronomy 15 and 4. Except when there may be no poor among you, for the Lord, notice this, this is the part we want to get, the Lord will greatly bless you in the land which the Lord your God has given you to possess as an inheritance. It is the Lord's release. He's going to greatly bless those that release you from the debt. One day he's going to bless you for releasing people from debt. He definitely is going to do that. Then there's a huge promise he makes in Deuteronomy 15 and 5. Only if you carefully obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe with care all these commandments which I command you today. If you obey, you hear, you understand, and you put that into action. 
and you observe them. You keep them, you guard them, you watch over them. If you're going to walk in this level of release from the Lord, it's going to require something out of us. It takes faith to receive the Lord's release in our lives, especially when it comes to financial freedom. The Holy Spirit will teach us how to get out of debt, stay out of debt, and be a blessing. Remember, we are blessed to be a blessing. See, the Holy Spirit will teach us how to empower us to bring God all of his tithes and a good offering. He will teach us about seed, time, and harvest. He will teach us about impulse buying. He will show us how to avoid paying high interest rate. He also teach you how to avoid paying taxes. He'll teach you how to, uh, uh, you don't quick, quickly sign your name, but you got to count the cost. He'll teach you the fact that you can make the mortgage payment uh, and have a car and car insurance, food, clothes, haircut, go on vacation. Holy Spirit can teach you how to go on vacation. Thank God for vacation. Anybody got any Shonda Honda? Anybody got a problem with vacation? Let me lay hands on you right now. All right. <laughs> but God will, let me say this to you. God will plan your money so you can go on vacation. He'll plan your money so you can go on vacation. I mean, he'll plan it. I mean, God's just like that. The Lord will teach us how to count up the whole cost. He will show us how to be lenders in our bars. We just talked about that. The Lord knows all of that. It is his release. It's up to us to carefully obey and observe all his commandments so that we can receive the Lord's release, release by faith. I challenge you with this for all of this, that we increase or grow and enlarge our faith so that we can receive the Lord's release in our life. Now, I want to show you a way to speed up the debt release process. I want to show you how, this is my last scripture, how to increase or speed up the debt release process. Go to Malachi chapter 3. Malachi chapter 3 and verse 8. I'm going to show you how to release it because... I believe God has a plan, not just for the children of Israel, not for what we just read in there, but I believe it has for us here at Overcomers Christian Center. Malachi chapter 3, verse 8. Will a man rob God? Ye have robbed me. Yet you say, in what way have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. For your curse were the curse, for you have robbed me even this whole nation. Verse 10. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house, and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I would not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such a blessing, there would not be room enough to receive it. Verse 11 is what I want to get to. Very simply, and I will rebuke what? The devourer. What's the devourer? Death. What God going to do? Rebuke it. I know, I know it might be deep for you, but that's, is that simple enough for you? When you give God his tithes and his offering, God is rebuking debt. He is just constantly rebuking debt. He's just, boom, get, get out of here, debt. Get out of here. Because why? Debt is a devourer. It's a devourer. God is rebuking debt in our lives. One simple thing we do, give God his tithes and we give him a good offering. And today, we're going to be giving God a debt reduction. Oh, 
So in turn, we can speed up this process. God can take a 30-year mortgage, he can pay it off a whole lot less. Take a 15-year mortgage and pay it off a whole lot less. A three-year car loan, pay it off a whole lot less. A two-year furniture bill, pay it off a whole lot less. A, a, a credit card debt, he can pay it off a whole lot less. And this is what you got to understand. Your giving is going to get you out of debt. And what's sad is people think they can take their money and do more than what God can do with their money. God, when you get released, God, the, your proceeds over to God, God can take what you could not do with your natural thinking and take it, do it seedily, abundantly, above anything you ask or think according to the power that worketh in you. He can do it. He can do it. He can do it. And as my faith grows and my confidence grows in the Lord's release. Thank you so much for listening to today's message. Please subscribe to our podcast. And if you're ever in the Villarica area, you can visit us at 3193 South Van Wert Road in Villarica, Georgia, on Sunday mornings at 10 and Wednesday evenings at 7. You can also reach us at 770-459-6221. That's 770-459-OCC1. Follow us on Facebook at Overcomers Christian Center and visit us online at OCCVR.org. We pray that you're empowered and equipped in today's world.